0: welcome to the mission mill spouse podcast the longest running podcast of its kind carrying on the 18-year legacy of army wife talk radio we have now expanded our community to include all military spouses of all branches and all components we are so glad you're here thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity foster confidence and thrive in this military life now here are your podcast hosts your mission mill spouse command team
1: Hello Mission Mule Spouse, it's Amy Fisher, your Deputy Director of Empowerment, and I'm so happy to be back with you again for another mini podcast. And that I'm calling this one Whispered Whispers, a follow-up to Never Would I Ever. If you did join or would like to go back and listen, I did a recent mini called Never Would I Ever, where I touched on things that we maybe a few of us might have said, oh, I would never do that. Never would I ever join you know, an FRG group or a spouse group, never would I ever move with my spouse just for a six month course. And never would I ever buy a house without ever looking at it first in person. Anyways, a few of those little things like that. And so today I am back with just some more things that have been in my mind about that. So welcome, grab your coffee, tea, or even your popcorn and get ready to join me for today. The first thing I want to follow up with was the never would I ever buy a house that I have not personally walked through. Um, and excuse me while I have a little chuckle at myself, because that's exactly what I did, folks. I bought a house that I did not step in first. I know. Clutch the pearls. Anybody? Um, you know, and again, I know I gave some tips back then to a realtor, have a great friend walk through it for you video chat, all the things that will at least help prepare you for what you might walk into. Because we know in this Mission Spouse life that we think Sharita calls it the no plan plan, and you better write it in a racer because nothing will just go as smoothly or just the way that you thought it would. And that is just something that we military spouses deal with, I think, on the daily. Am I right? Everything went smoothly. They accepted our offer. They even replaced the roof. But When I tell you that nothing prepared me for when I physically walked into the house, I can't. It was like a movie scene where the doors open up and you just hear the, and the dirt or germs and the things that you think you might see, you can just magnify. Again, nobody's fault. My friend and my realtor did an amazing job, but... Once this young couple moved out and got their kids furniture out of the way, you saw a little bit more of the messes and the damage left behind. So all that to say, I bought a house that I didn't walk in first and the night before closing I almost cried because I thought of all the things that we needed to get done. But you know what? It was okay. You know, you take a deep breath, you wake up in the morning, you think you're going to have a fresh start. They did clean out all of the things and we got a new roof. Now, you know, a week into it, we had to replace a couple of toilets, but that's not the end of the world and Then another week later, we did have to replace the water tank when I walked out to a garage flooded with water uh and I thank God for my teenage son who thought quickly and moved the boxes outside and got the water swept out and Again, I thank goodness for good friends that had good contacts and a plumber, so the things get taken care of, and you continue on right, and so those are just. Again, part of the daily life. So yeah, guys, I did it. I bought a house that I'd never walked in person. Do I regret it? No. No. Do I wish that I'd had a chance to walk into it? Yes. But would I still bought this house? Yes. You live and you learn, right? Will I ever clutch my pearls or <gasps> don't do it when I hear somebody else say that they were about to do that? No. Because we talked about that last time, right? Nobody wants to share to hear all your horror stories of everything that went wrong. There are people to vent to, yes. But Do you want to tell that to every poor person that comes along and says that they might have to do something that you never thought you would do or that you maybe had a bad experience with? No, that's what we have the Facebook pages for. Um, Just kidding. We are all trying to be supportive all the time, but that was my first thing. The other part of this little mini podcast I wanted to hit you guys up with, with the whispered whispers and all the things that you've heard, or can you believe what they did, is moving back maybe to a place that you've been before or even around people that you've worked with before, and realizing that everybody's had some time and space since the last time that you were here or saw each other. Hopefully, each person has grown and had new experiences or gotten more mature, or in my case, added a filter level. My friends used to joke with me about having no filter. If you ask Amy what she thinks, she's just going to tell you. I can tell you that I've grown a lot since then. But I will tell you that you do need to lower the expectations. You know, if you walk back into a place and you think, "Oh, this is going to be just like before," once again, it's the mill spouse life—the no-plan plans that get changed. Right, and again, that happens in communities. It happens in even chapel communities, on post, in general housing situations. New commanders. There's so much turnover in our lives and what we deal with, and we know that it cannot be the same. And I say this knowing that. I've told you guys before, we came back to Fort Campbell for the third time now. And it's already different than the first two times. And there is some good you can get excited about. Like, oh man, I'm back with my favorite, favorite dog groomer ever. I if I will have to post a picture online for you guys of lucky. He's looked like the three stooges for the last year. We never really found a good groomer there in California. He had a man bun. It was a very cool surfer dog. But we are back where he has beautiful hair. It's a little spiky. We used to give them mohawks, but that's very exciting. One of my favorite coffee shops is here. So there's a familiar, familiarity. Okay. I can't talk anymore. There's something familiar about going back to where, you know, and you know where to turn, you don't get lost in traffic. First time I was on that post, I think I got lost for 45 minutes trying to find a park. Um, so there's something nice about that part, but then you also have to kind of help yourself and prep your kids that, Hey guys, our friends have moved or we may live in a different house or the neighborhood may not be the same. The schools may not be the same. Church might not be the same. It, you just kind of have to go into it with fresh eyes and realize that yes, we're back, but it's not going to be the same. And sometimes that can be disappointing for people. I know for my kids, the last time we moved here, all of their friends moved within a few months of each other. And so it was just this crossover and it was rough. And I had to remind my kids, remember fresh start, we're at a new place. It's it's yes, it's familiar, but it's not going to be the same. And so you try to do your best through that. It's a little harder when you're trying to guide your family through it as well. But I just encourage you all to continue to reach out to your contacts. If you had a friend move away, ask her who who f- her friends are. You know, I try to leave a trail of nice people wherever I go. And if I know that you're moving to South Carolina, I have a hookup for you. If I know that you're going to DC, I have a couple of hookups for you. And I've love sharing that information and that I cannot be the only one. So there's no way that your friends are wanting you to get here and not have a friend. They will share those resources. right? And again, think about because you are familiar, at least you know do you have a, the groomer or the dentist or the hairdresser and you guys can swap information. So there is that. And then there's also the people aspect of that, right of I tell myself and I tell my children all the time that everyone deserves a fresh start. I may walk back into a place where I've had some difficulties with, you know, just everyday life, mom life, or on a board before in a group setting, even at a co-op for homeschool. You might run into somebody that it may not have been a pleasant experience the first time. And I, yes, you can't help but stow it in the back of your memory. Like if I see that person again, we may not be that great. of friends. We might not even like each other. I may just walk out of the room if I see somebody. I try to squash that last line. I promise. but. I try to remind myself that everybody, like, I would hope that somebody sees me and thinks that I've grown from the last time that they saw me. And I can only extend that same grace to the, to the other people. Does that sound right? Is that resonating with anybody? Because I know that I've had to walk in and face people that maybe didn't like me, didn't like my husband. My kids didn't get along, you know, whatever that was. and have to remind myself, Hey, I don't know. I wasn't in their shoes. They weren't in my shoes. We did not know what was going on, probably behind the scenes. And I'm going to walk up and shake that person's hand and say, hey, it's great to see you again. And it's been a while. How's everything going? Because again, I believe that everybody gets a fresh start. So that finding expectations and or lowering those expectations is just a good step and a good reminder that you already prepare yourself. that Hey, it's not going to be the same. And guess what? If something is and you run back into somebody and it's great, then that's just a bonus, right? You're not asking them, um, you're still not starting completely over, but I know it's not the same and it's just not very easy. And along with that, I will tell you that when everybody gets a fresh start, it's it's a difficult place for not only the new people that are meeting. I know we do not do rank, you know, we definitely don't wear our spouses' ranks, thank God. But for all my spouses out there that maybe have transitioned into new jobs, new roles, and if you are involved as a spouse and you've been in an FRG or you've led in some capacity, you come back with more knowledge and some more experience. And so when I say giving people grace and everybody gets a fresh start, you know, I'm I'm also reminding myself and fellow spouses to think about that when you're looking at younger spouses. If you are in a leadership role, like I will not lie, I'm coming back into this place and we have a coffee coming up and the RSVPs have been scarce. And it I am older, I, I will not even try to hide that. And I was raised up in the old school, a little bit tail end of the old school army and you RSVP within 24 to 48 hours. Okay. It's not, I'm not going to say it's a pet peeve, but it's kind of a thing because I've been in that place where I've posted and tried to buy all the things and then people don't show up and you've wasted a ton of food or vice versa. Ugh, I hate not having enough if I feel like I'm going to run out of food, I freak out. I, I'm So I probably triple buy now, which is just ridiculous. But for goodness sakes, people, RSVP, I don't care if you're telling me no. And don't think I don't know. Okay. Like even some of the coffees that I'm supposed to go to, I'm looking at the calendar and I'm wondering if something cooler is going to pop up along the way, maybe in between, or my spouse is going to save me and be like, no, we have a date. Doesn't always happen. And I should not have that attitude all the time, but come on, we know that not every meeting or every coffee is going to be fun. So, but at the same time, that host who's trying to put herself out there and do the things, she kind of needs an answer. And so even if you say, yes, but something might change because of my children, or I've even said, hey, I'm waiting for a final answer for an event I think I have to go to, but I just want you to know I'm trying to come and I'll update you as necessary or as soon as I can. Like you give them some feedback so they're not just looking over there going, oh, there's 32 no replies. We can do better than that. Just in the unity of military spouses everywhere, we can do a little bit better than that. So forgive me for that little side note of a soapbox, but RSVP or email back a response. Again, 24 to 48 hours, unless you're like on leave or on vacation. I get that part. I mean, nobody's going to get you for that, but it's just a common courtesy. And at the same time, I have to remind my older spouses, hey, maybe some of these younger spouses have never been invol- involved before. They've never gotten invites. They might be nervous to come to a coffee alone, and that we need to extend grace as well. And again, that's why I know I've talked before about the buddy system. My extroverts out there, you know, you offer to be the buddy for the introvert, or you offer to, hey, guys, I'm going to drive my car. If anybody would like to come with me, we can show up together because nobody wants to be the new person, the new spouse, walking in all by themselves. Especially my introverts, I understand that that's like stepping way out. I clearly am the extrovert. I will be your party person. Okay. So you guys can find me anytime if you have a Fort Campbell situation, I will be there. We have to extend grace. And part of that is that when we show up, you hope that somebody's going to do the same to you. You hope that somebody's going to do the same for one of your friends. You know, my daughter is also now a military spouse. I would be so grateful if somebody called and offered to, hey, we will drive with you to the coffee so you don't have to go by yourself. So the little things that we do now, we're creating habits, we're teaching, hopefully we're being a good model for the younger spouses to want to be involved because we're actually nice to be around and to step out and help a little bit more even with those things and so that they will look to do that as well on their own. So have grace for your spouses, your new spouses, your younger spouses and please. For you younger spouses, if you feel like some of the older spouses are a little stuffy or sticking to old protocols, one, it's probably just because that's the way they were brought up in the Army or whatever branch that you guys are in. It might be comfortable for them. It might be a little bit more old fashioned, but it's what they're used to. You can probably talk to them about it and ask them, why do we do the things that we do? And I encourage you, if you don't know, look at our blog, missionnullspouse.org. You will find we have a whole protocol segment. And it's awesome. So if you don't know what to expect at a coffee, or do you take a gift, which side of the shirt you put your name tag on all the things I did not know before they have written about, and it's so helpful. And so it's not to be stuffy. I think it's just a way to create our own little group. You know, this military spouse is life is hard. And I know Sharita talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but about finding your tribe and our people. We have to keep moving forward in that. And so I think for some people, the protocol and the traditions, it's a beautiful thing. To some, they may not get it, but it's our way of creating our own little community and and doing things in our own little way. Okay. So there, that's part two, lowering your expectations when you go back or extending grace to somebody that you may have hit it off with before or not hit it off with before. And the last part of my whispered whispers, the follow-up is Exactly that. The whispered whispers. I know that I, myself included, we've probably all been there. Did you hear what so-and-so did? Did you hear about Amy Fisher and her craziness with RSVPs? I mean, it's out there now. We can't take that back. Sometimes we're sharing information and the fact of, oh, you might run into this person. Be careful. Or, hey, just so you know, know, they might be really shy. I promise if you meet them at first, they're going to come out of their shell. And other times, let's be honest, it's just gossip. Other times, let's just be honest, it's it's gossip and it's hurtful. We all know that those rumors can spread faster than wildfire on a windy day. If we think we're dishing out some truth, it could be causing damage. We just need to remind ourselves once again that we are a mighty, mighty group of spouses and that word travels fast and it could be good or bad. So I just want to put that out there to remind us that the whispers aren't necessarily helping. Okay. And I am that person I don't know about anybody else. I don't mind confrontation. If somebody wants to ask me how I feel about something, I will tell you. Just know that you asked for it. And I don't ever try to put anything in a mean or rude way. I do tend to be a little bit more blunt than others. But if you have something you want to know about, most people would not you know, mind telling you if at least they were asked. Unfortunately, you get a lot of misinformation thrown about out there. There is bad stuff that can happen at meetings and I guess, you know, leaking secrets or gossip or even when you thought you shared with somebody and they went around and shared it for you, it's horrible. It's horrible. I'm not making any excuses for the times that people talk too much. I think sometimes that's insecurity. I think sometimes that's just bitterness and unfortunately it's just a side effect sometimes of this military lifestyle or a mean person. I mean, what are you going to say? Um, I really hope that we can all put those things behind us. Do less whispering. If you feel like you can offer somebody some advice, try to do it without the gossip. Try to maybe, again, connect them with somebody on the other side that could be going through what they're about to go through or to a destination that they're about to get to. Share the good stuff. Share the good stories. We are here to build each other up, not tear each other down. We get enough of the stuff. I promise. I'm sure plenty of us get it from our family members that don't understand our military lifestyle. Am I right? I mean, I know for one that we may not make it back to a a birthday party this year and we're going to hear about it. And there's just nothing we can do about it this time. It is not easy. And for my younger spouses that are stressed out, for the moms that are going through deployment, for the seasoned spouses that have moved for the third time, I'm going to be real with you for a minute. I am the spouse that was having a rough morning. I dropped my son off at wrestling camp this morning. I literally pulled over for a minute in the parking lot to cry. And I am not a big crier, but I ugly cried for a good five minutes in the parking lot because I just needed to probably get it out of my system. But it's been an emotional move. It's been a long move. We've come back to an area for the third time. The second time we lived here was not easy at all. And when I left, I had to stop reading about Campbell. I had to, I mean, I even unfriended people on Facebook just to give myself some space for my own mental health. And I know, I get it, guys. I've been told I need, probably need some therapy from this, but we just had a lot of weird and different instances happen. I felt betrayed by some friends. I had a kid that had surgery. We had an injury. It was just, it was all during deployment. It was rough. And then my daughter left and joined the military as well at an early age from this area. So me coming back into Fort Campbell has been an emotional roller coaster dipped inside of a tornado with an oncoming hurricane. If- And if that doesn't sound crazy, I don't know what does, but I ugly cried this morning in the parking lot and just had to reach out to a couple of friends and say, Hey, I'll just take any extra prayers that you've got today to make it through the day. Um, and then of course, in true mill spouse, wife, spouse, mom fashion, I had to get moving. I had that five minutes and that's it. I had to get back to pick up the other kid from VBS and walk in and see people and get back into what I needed to get done for the day, including talking to you guys. So If I sound a little bit more preachy today, that's probably why, but it's been an emotional one. And I know that maybe some of you can relate to that. But once again, I just want to remind you guys that you're all rock stars. We are a part of a group that is here for each other more than not. Yes, bad stuff happens. Things get shared. We have to do things we never thought we would ever do before, but somebody else has done it too. And just like we always tell you on our segments, you are not alone we've got your six. We mean it. We mean it. I just heard Annie in our last minute talking about having the second baby and how that changes your life. Wait till you get your third one, Annie. I'm just saying. Um, But you spouses have been in these situations. Let's just try to keep spreading the positive and the good. Yes, we all need to rant and vent sometimes, but let's be careful of who we say that to. Let's continue to try to build each other up and be there for each other And if we can be a part of that in any way, I know that we would love to hear about it. I know that I try to share the Moxie Minutes. If you guys have a story, somebody being positive with you, somebody being helpful to you, somebody dragging you to a coffee so you didn't have to go alone, somebody you know, standing up for you when they felt like you were getting the short end of the stick. I would love to hear about that. That is what we call Moxie Spouses, and I want to hear more of it. And every week I've got a Moxie Minute segment on the podcast, and I would love to give you a shout out or that person a shout out. But any way that we can be here for you, we are here at Mission Mill no Spouse. You guys can find us on, I mean, Instagram, Facebook. We have the podcast. We have the blog with so much information. Share it. Share it with your friends. Jump on. Tag us somehow and say hello. We would love to hear from you. This is Amy Fisher. who's signing off now to unpack the rest of this office. I swear this move will end eventually. But until next time, spouses,
0: moxie up. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Mill Spouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The Sit Rep. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, Consider making a tax deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Mill Spouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.